Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening and welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang and I'm back. You're back, babes. Oh, I'm Bobby Norris. I'm so glad to have you back. Oh, yeah. Well, it was nice to have a week off, but it is also nice to be back. feels like sometimes when you just have that week, it's like you just feel a bit refreshed. Rejuvenated. Exactly, yeah. And how um, was it? Saw the yeah, family. Yeah, so saw my family for the first time in uh, nine months, which was which was a big deal. My mum was very tearful. Um, we I got my Christmas presents, which was lovely. Um, uh, and Did mum do a Turk? I mean, you're veggie anyway, though, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm veggie. But uh, no, we didn't. In the end, no. She so she was going to put up the Christmas decorations. That didn't happen. She decided against at the last minute. I think. She's, uh, she's in the middle of, her and her husband are in the middle of renovating their house. And I think they thought, mate, do you know what? Maybe putting up the Christmas tree is just another level Enjoy, of stress. Could, we yeah. don't need. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, and I got to see my nephews and I got to see, stay with my grandparents for a few days and celebrate birthdays and just do like normal things. And how um, was it to see nephews? I bet they've got so much bigger in the last year, haven't they? They definitely have. Um, and it, they were just very sweet. And I think they, they were just very excited to see me it was just really nice although I mean probably get this vibe for me they wanted me to play football a lot I love them it's just (laughs) it's just I'm prepared to do many things I really am but getting playing football for hours on end in the garden is just not my vibe channeling your inner Ronaldo yeah I'm naturally Certainly doesn't. Um, yeah but uh, but other than that no it was really nice and it was it was nice to to be back and um Hopefully we'll be able to do it more, um, fingers crossed. How, how are you? How's your week been? Yeah, well, I'm good, thank you, babe. I'm good. Absolutely still loving this little bit of weather we've got. I wasn't sure how long it was going to go because I always think, right, this is summer now, this is summer, yeah. and then it gets very overcast. But apparently this weekend's going to be lovely. So I think we've got another week or so of it. But then surely we are, June. when is summer? Summer has to be soon, doesn't it? Well, this is it now, isn't it? I mean, it's like 20, 27 degrees this weekend. I think this is this is summer. And you know what? Is this summer or is this a fluke yeah. heat wave? Because I don't know no more. Well, because, well, I always think June, beginning of June to the end of August, that's proper summer, isn't it? I mean, it's actually so, so proper summer. I'm going to take my shirt off because I'm getting hot. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I think this is it. This is as, this is as good as it's going to get. Um, um, well, I love it. I, I'm more than happy with this. I'm more than happy. This is lovely. Exactly. And hopefully, you know, I'm still, because although there's a lot of talk about the uh, pushing back the 21st date, I'm hopeful that um, we'll still get to go to Pride in September if it's still on and um, and have some normality. Don't you think? Aren't you hoping? Oh, I really hope they don't cancel our Pride. I know they have for Brighton. Yeah. Um, I think Manchester's still happening, though, from what I've seen. Yeah, that's um, August, isn't it? The end of August. So it's yeah, like, I think uh, that one, yeah, I think that's like the bank holiday weekend, I believe. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think we're a couple of weeks later for London, but I'm really hoping that that one still goes ahead. Um, yeah, me too. And I've not actually heard anything about the actual parade side of things. I don't know whether it's going to be scaled down, but whatever happens, it will just be nice to to have one because missing Celebrate. last year's, it's such an iconic kind of, such a special thing, isn't it? Mm. That, um, you, you do miss it when you when you can't have it. So it's just nice to went into London last weekend. It's just something really nice about seeing people in the streets. Yeah. It always freaked me out when I was going into town for work. 
seeing London very empty. Like there was a couple yeah. of times I went down Oxford Street and you could count on both hands the amount of people. Now London's not like that at three in the morning on a, <laughs> on, a, on, a Saturday <laughs> on a Wednesday night. They sank a little bit eerie, mm. but um, no, all, all good. Thank you, babe. All good. I'm double vaxxed now. Welcome to the club. Oh, we're part of the club. Yeah, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Well, keeping well, your eye on, I mean, obviously, I know you've been away and you've had your, your week with the family, but have you been keeping your eye on all the showbiz goss? Naturally. Uh, certainly what did not pass me by was that Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry have um, have had their, their little daughter, Lilibet. Their little um, girl. What's what your thoughts you... on the name? Well, I am... Um, I'm in. I'm in a weird. I'm in a probably a quite a minority position in that I. I'm not really a royal fan, and I'm also not really a Harry and Meghan fan either. So I'm in. I'm in the rare double negative category where I'm like, oh, all of them can go away. Um, but I mean, I think it's it's it is a little bit weird to have after having you know kind of slagged off your family to then be like, but but the name is a beautiful tribute to to Harry's grandma because Lilibet is her nickname essentially um and it was the only it was she couldn't as a child she couldn't say Elizabeth um but she, so her, all of her family used to call her Lilibet because that's what she called herself um so I don't know it seems a bit odd but then also maybe it's kind of a uh what's the word an olive branch to the royals to yeah, say maybe you know, it's a sorry for Oprah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're not sorry for Oprah. They're not sorry for Oprah. They're glad they did it. I think it probably opened a lot of doors for them doing Oprah. Um, but I've oh, got absolutely, yeah, I, definitely. I think it's, there's a new baby in the world. We should be happy about that. The baby is healthy and, and they're happy. And, and I think that's, that's the main thing. And exactly. if they said though she'll only be she'll only be called, even though that's her official name, she's gonna be Lily, isn't she? Yeah. Um, I do. It's also quite interesting giving her the middle name Diana. I'm quite glad they didn't give her the first name Diana because that's a big thing to have to live up to, don't you think? Definitely. Yeah, I I love that they wanted it, like you say, as, as a middle name. Um, uh, and but like you say, as a first name, I think that definitely with the coming of age you you would feel like there was a massive pressure with that <laughs> and what uh, if you didn't want to be like a humanitarian what if you wanted to just be like a party girl you know like <laughs> i mean people would be like oh my god and, be and because when the queen dies she will essentially become a princess both her and archie become a prince of princess oh do that so, yeah so she could she could have been princess diana and i think that would have just been too much don't you think yeah definitely i um I'd like to say I, I love the nod to, to, to Diana um, as, as a middle name, but I, I definitely think it was right not to do it as a, as a first name. And also, not only that, um, regardless of whether you have the title of a princess or not, I think, it, I know, look, even when I look at my friend's age group or my, my, my mum and my aunties, I think some names are quite generational. Mm. And I think, there isn't probably, and 
no offence if anyone has got a Diana under the age of three. But I can't imagine there's many at nursery. There's not many Dianas nowadays as no, a first name. It was kind of a, it's quite a 70s kind of name. Well, a bit like Stephen, really. You don't really get many baby Steves these days. Um, like, you know, this name, yeah, like you said, names go in and out of fashion, don't they? Yeah, and I think, but Lily, I imagine, is probably quite a popular name. I think Lily's quite popular now. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's always lovely when there's a, a birth of a of a new baby. And like I say, she's healthy, she's here. And um, I'm sure absolutely this isn't the last we're going to hear. I feel like every week something comes out yeah. uh, about them too. Because as I always say, I do feel like they've very much crossed into celebrity now mm. more than royal. Um, and that, that's celebrity culture, isn't it? We're, we're going to talk about them um, and um, keep on top of... I haven't heard any more about the book, though. Any has that been released yet? You know, Megan's book. Oh, the children's book. Good yeah. point. I actually don't know. Um, yes, yeah, that's all about the relationship of a father and son, isn't it? So, um, you'd think they would have rushed out before the daughter came along. Yeah, maybe um, she'll add to that. Maybe there'll be a, a series, a, a series now. Yeah, yeah, good to the daughter. Um, but I mean, I think, um, well, we're going to see Prince Harry over in the UK in a couple of weeks at the Princess Diana statue unveiling. And that might be the first time we see him after having become a dad for the second time. Um, uh, oh, apparently the book came out today. Uh, there you go, which is weird because I haven't read a single thing about it. Um, yeah, well, that's exciting for her. Um, so yeah, we've she's got... having a busy week, Miss Meg. <laughs> yeah, she can't do any. She can't, she's not going to be able to do any um, promo for it, is she? She's not going to be on the Zoom calls. Um, She'll still be zooming. And I guess if it's only a couple of weeks ago that the statue for Diana, I, I, I very much doubt that Megan and the, the baby Lily will travel over to London for that. No, I think there was a lot, there was, they basically have already said that that's not going to happen. I actually wonder if Megan will ever come back to the UK because um, there's such a strength of feeling about her. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll, uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be something else by, by next week, Zip, that we'll be talking about. So well, we might have a picture. We might have a picture because at the moment we don't have a picture. Who knows what Lily looks like? Yet, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, we, uh, we've been so busy yapping on that we forgot to mention who our guests are today. Uh, very excited. We've got Natasha Hamilton uh, of Atomic Kitten fame uh, up first. And then we have uh, Dr. Range um, uh, after that. And then you did a little pre record, didn't you, with Ashley Banjo? I did, yeah, with the lovely Ashley. This was done, I think, literally a day or two before they won their BAFTA. Um, yeah. But at Softum, so well deserved, bless them. It was lovely to to see them and their speech and everything. And mm, what a lovely impactful. guy. Lovely yeah, guy. yeah. Really, Great really show nice ahead. Time. I'm excited for it, babes. And I'd say welcome back. Thanks, babes. Well, I'm pleased to be here. Uh, well, Natasha is here, so let's get her in and yap on with her. Hello. Hello, babes. You will have to ignore the state of me. I'm just in total mum mode at the moment. You're looking gorgeous, Natasha. Nothing to worry about. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you two? Really, really good. Really good, thank you. Really good. Thank you How for joining are... us. Yeah, really appreciate Happy it. Uh, so, what, so what's been going on? What's been going on in, in the world of Natasha? Uh... <laughs> Same as everyone else. <laughs> well, it's been really busy, really busy, like with work, um, prepping to record my first solo album. That's amazing. So, how 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 did that all come about, and why now? 
uh, someone asked me. (laughs) 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 Came out of the first lockdown, I got a phone call of someone who I'd met like 18 months previously at an event. He's a music manager. He said he'd been trying to track me down and he loved my voice. And would I be interested in doing a music project with him? It was so out the blue. I was just like going shopping with my mates. I was like, ah. <laughs> I thought it was a bit of a wind up at first, but no, it's all very real and it's happening next week. So that's I love yeah. that. And I'm a massive believer in fate and everything's about timing. And like you say, it was random, that cool lot like, on your way to the shops. So I sometimes think they're the moments when things are meant to be. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. About two months before that, I did a pin board and I got on the zone and the kids weren't in the house. And I put a picture of me at one of my favourite gigs. It was um, on this really luxurious cruise ship. And they had a theatre within the ship. Oh, wow. I had a, like, my own live band. And it was just so, it was like high end. It was just, just look the shit. And, you know, after, I, you know when you just feel fabulous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I put that on and I was like, I want more of this. And I've obviously brought more of it to me because I was looking at it every day and like, I want more, you know, time on stage doing doing my own thing because as much as Atomic Kitten is lots of fun and I, bloody hell, I can't wait to get back to doing gigs with Liz. Um, I've never really done my own thing. So, yeah, it's so what, are, what you, we, are you quite sorry. big on manifesting? Sorry, Steve. No, no, no. Is that on. like the first time like you, you've ever kind of like, put something out there and it comes to you? I think I used to do it a lot subconsciously when I was younger, like when I was (laughs) growing up, I just knew that I was going to be a successful singer, not in a cocky way. It was like this inner feeling and inner knowing that that's where I was heading to. Mm -hmm. You know, I just come from a normal working class family. So (laughs) it wasn't like... um, and I didn't have like stage parents who were like pushy parents. I literally was going to them constantly. I want to be the assistant. Please, please. <laughs> Got an audition on Friday, mum, can you drive me? You know, I was very headstrong and I knew what I wanted. So, and I think um, life gets in the way and, you know, your job, especially the job that I grew up doing, like being in Atomic Kit, and it knocks your confidence and... I think you, you forget that the world really is your oyster and you attract how how you think. So, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm big on the mind and not just the woo-woo, the science of it as well, because it's actually science. Definitely. What's, what, what can we kind of expect from the music then? Have you, have you kind of, are you start, do you know what you're going in to record? Is it like something someone else has written? What's the score? Yeah, so to be honest, it's the most bizarre music project I've ever done because it's all been done remotely in lockdown. So ah, okay. I've not met, not physically met the band yet. <laughs> um, rehearsals are next week. Everything's been done via Zoom. Um, songwriting, voice notes, like everything. It's been, uh, to be honest, I'm shitting myself. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> why, why? What is it? Why, why? Because it's such an odd way to go about mm. such a big project, but it was either we do it that way or it just doesn't happen. Mm. So we've gone with it, and next week we've got rehearsals, and then the week after that it's studio time. So it's all quite condensed. It'll be fab. It'll all be good. <laughs> What's the kind of sound? Um, 
Do you know what? I don't even know how to explain it yet because it's like, so my roots are very much in funk, soul and jazz. So I've got okay. quite a husky voice. And when people hear me sing outside of Atomic Kitten, they're usually quite surprised, which it's a compliment on one hand, but on the other hand, it's really annoying because I've been singing for 20 odd years. <laughs> and people still go, oh, I didn't know you could sing. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, for God's sake. So hopefully this project will make people realise I can sing. Um, (laughs) So it's got the roots of the music, you know, will have that funky, soulful vibe, but it's a modern take on it. Amazing. And like you say, Atomic Kitten, obviously such a a massive part of your life. Are you looking forward to being able to, I'm guessing you'll still always do bits with Liz, won't you, even with your own stuff going on? Absolutely. I mean, the difference now is I've got a family, so I'm not going to be on a relentless promo tour around the world with a record label and management who aren't taking into consideration the fact that I am a Mm mum. The partnership I've got with my management is great because they are basically saying, well, what can you do? And we'll work around you. And that's quite novel to me because my whole experience was very much I was told what to do, where to go, <laughs> and I just did it. So to have that um, flexibility within what I'm doing now is brilliant. Yes, me and Liz will still do our gigs. Last year was actually going to be our busiest year for, I'd say, seven, eight years. Our, we were booked out back to back, and then we had nothing. So that was interesting for a few weeks to kind of figure out what we needed to do, but we got through it in the end. And will you kind of try and pick them dates back up as and when you can and reschedule stuff now? Yeah, so some of them just got cancelled altogether. Some got moved back and rebooked. Some are still getting moved back and cancelled. So at the moment, you know, we have got quite a few coming up towards, well, as of this month, as of this month, we start gigging. So I start picking up. I'm a little bit uh, apprehensive because I found Liz the other day. I was like, do you remember how to sing and dance? (laughs) (laughs) Just do the one point. It's all you have to do now. (laughs) I'm like being a bit tippy on the weekends, you know, in the kitchen. I've not done it. So a bit of rehearsal. But you are doing a bit of a bit of a tour, right? You're doing some dates. Um. Well, we are, with Liz, we are up and down the country. Um, the dates should be on the Atomic Kitten website or social media page. Fine. I'm not even going to lie, I'm not in charge of that, so I don't Fine, really... fine. Well, we yeah, can go check it out. Nice. Send me a PM or a DM and I'll tell you where we are. <laughs> and then I've got my own solo gigs as well, a couple of them later in the summer. Do they make you nervous, though, like getting... Like if you said you haven't done much by yourself, the idea of getting out there solo, how does that feel? Uh, I'm a bit nervous, but excited. Mm. Toward the end of last year, I did a few um, gigs with, uh, do do you know the Boysdale? It's a beautiful jazz restaurant. Oh, okay, nice. They've got a few venues around London. So I did two nights at Belgravia, Boysdale. So I had a few like jamming sessions and with the band. This is a different band. I've got a different band for my album. So it's like relearning it all again. But it was mega to just get on the mic and sing songs that I love and and, and just kind of go for it. Mm. It was lovely. So 
the lead up to it's quite nerve wracking. But as soon as you sing once, well, as soon as I sing one song, I go, oh yeah, okay, this is what I do. And, uh, and I remember, it's only because it's so, it's so staggered at the moment. Mm. It's yeah. not every week or every day of every week. So I'll get back into it. How did you find the whole homeschooling, Natasha, the kids at home? Because it's worlds <laughs> apart from being a pop star. Depressing. <laughs> it was um, challenging at points, and not because of the kids, because I I have got so much respect for my kids, how they just kind of got on with things. Um, it was just simple things like, um, oh, God, what's the platform called? Uh, Google Classroom. Mm. It's like, who created that? That was created to pick things <laughs> off. <laughs> Definitely, they've just gone, let's have a laugh here. Um, and printer issues, can't seem to work a printer, no matter what printer <laughs> it is. So it just got challenging and frustrating. But I mean, with the kids, they were awesome. It was hard because I was working from home and I was growing my online wellness business. So the, the constant juggle of you know, how much time do I put into paying me bills and how much time do I put into yeah. the education? It was mm. like, oh. But we got there in the end and, you know, they thrived. They thrived here. They thrived back in school, so no harm done. No, exactly. I'll take my off to all you parents that uh, had to go through that. Whenever I was having a day and I was thinking, well, I'm really bored now, like four or five months in, I'm thinking, Bobby, you've just got to sit here and watch Netflix. There's people out there teaching kids math, science. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you're doing it. I've got to watch my next box set and make myself feel quite grateful that I'm not a teacher. Yeah, yeah it was. It was that fear like, of being back at school again and not knowing what's going on. It was like, oh. <laughs> and are you kind of looking forward to things reopening? Because obviously some people were bit anxious about it all or are you the kind of person who's like no get me to that pub I'm perfectly happy to be out get me in that theatre yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I'm, I'm, I'm robust and do what I need to do until we can all just be out there but I've thoroughly enjoyed being back out and just being able to eat and drink and, and socialise and I, that I'm a sociable person and mm. I'm not I mean being for me, for years, I've always travelled. No matter what work I've been doing, I am here, there and everywhere. So to ground to a halt was novel at first. And then it was like, get me out of this house. Yeah. Get me out. It just drove me insane. There's only so much, like, tidying up and culling <laughs> that you can do. That's my daughter, by the way. Oh, uh, have I ate enough? <laughs> <laughs> she knows she hasn't but I'm doing an interview <laughs> she's clever she'll be out in the garden being like oh no no it's all good now <laughs> Love that. so tell us more about your wellness business Natasha yeah so I um I started drinking a drink like ketones just before lockdown and it was to give me more energy, more focus, just on the side. <laughs> just to help me get through each day. Thank God I started drinking them because when lockdown came, I was like, give me that drink. Um, 
But with with it was a drink that I loved because it made me a more present mum. Like I wasn't that narky, ratty, sleep deprived version of me. All of a sudden, I was just like quite calm and cool and collected. And I was like, okay, well, I ain't keeping this to myself. I'm going to share this because other mums need this. Because there's been times in my life where that drink would have helped me a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of started building a business with that. And now I help other women like create their own own business. Um, I've literally just finished my own online course that I've created all the content that will actually help whoever comes into the business, like literally step-by-step holding the hand, um, everything that I've learned since doing it. I think in this type of at-home business, a lot of people, it's, it's either... They're sick and tired of what they've been doing for years. So it's like a career pivot. So they don't know what it's all about. Or it's just that fear of, oh, it's my own business. And it's kind of on your shoulders what you do with it. So I've kind of created this course and I know it's going to help a lot of people. I'm saying mums, it's kind of like, I'd say 98% of the team is women. We've got a few amazing guys in there as well. But yeah, it, you know what? It's been lovely because it's taught me so many new skills. And even though I was at home, I was still connected to so many other people in, in this lovely community. So it helped a hell of a lot. Means it meant a lot in the last year, I think, doesn't it? Finding ways to be connected with people. Um... Absolutely. More than ever. I, they're kind of my extended family. And we had an event in Alton Towers a few weeks ago. Uh, you forget, we actually hadn't met each other, but we spoke to each other on Zoom every day. Mm. Actually see each other and be like, oh my God. It was actually really emotional and lovely and really heartwarming. And and we got to do roller coasters as well. So. I'll complain about that. Um, Well, Natasha, thanks so much for speaking to us this evening. Really appreciate it. Um, And you can go and help your daughter now with where she needs to put a plate now she's finished dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Lovely to talk to you, babe. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Oh, oh so nice. Um, so nice. And 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 do you know what? She's right as well because I I've, I remember seeing her singing. Um, I can't remember what it was for. It was something during the lockdown, the first lockdown, I think. She's got an incredible voice. And kind really of, I is. think sometimes when you're in a pop group, it can get masked, can't it? Like, and then you don't. Uh, not everyone knows how well you can sing. And there, cause some, like I said, there seems to sometimes be a little bit of a just. Uh, a, a generalised, oh, you, you're you're part of a girl band or a boy band, you can't really sing. But actually, when you do hear people, when they step away from the band and sing their own stuff, you're like, actually, you, you don't just end up in a band for not being able to sing. Do you know what I mean? Well, you say that, yeah. but I do actually remember Kerry, uh, who uh, I don't think her and Natasha are maybe on the best of terms anymore. Um, uh, she did once say that she was never asked if she could sing before she joined the Tommy Kim. So oh, really, yeah. Each, I mean, maybe some people do end up in a band not being able to sing. Yeah. Maybe I, in a past life, I could have been in a boy band. Then you could have been on X Factor or something. Bob, if, I, just... if I knew you didn't have to sing as a pop star, I would have so done that. You could have done some lip syncing. <laughs> it would have been fine. Some elbow. I, mean, I can lip sync. 
<laughs> can't hold a tune. <laughs> oh, James. Um, well, while we wait, wait for Dr. Ranch, um, there was some other showbiz news actually to talk about. Um, I wonder if you saw about uh, Liam Payne. Yes, he's broken up with his fiance. Now, to me, I didn't realise he had a fiance. <laughs> no, and so I mean, was a, do you know what I mean? They weren't very public. I thought. No, I wonder if he consciously kind of stepped back and tried to keep his private life that little bit more private. Um, but I found it really interesting, his kind of statement that he put out. It, it seemed very, um, like, owned the, the, the relationship ending and saying, I, I need to work on things myself. And yeah. I think it, it's very rare nowadays that people kind of do hold their hands up. It's mm. so easy to kind of blame your ex. Do you know what I mean? After a breakup. But it's actually quite refreshing to someone say, actually, I need to, I, I see what's going wrong and yeah. I need to work on me. Um, yeah. Uh, he you don't really hear that often. No, he certainly don't. And I think, um, I think with him, he's been quite open about his problems. Um, you know, he's talked before about drinking too much and, and doing all that kind of stuff. And I do think it's quite interesting. I think probably going out with someone like Cheryl, when when Cheryl was at her peak fame, must have been quite intense. Mm. Um, you know, and then they obviously had <clears throat> had their little, bear. little little baby bear together. Um, and I think that probably was quite a lot for for what is a young guy. I think he's like 25, 26, something like that. Mm. Um, so he's had to deal with One Direction, which was obviously its own thing, but at least there were five of them in the band um to then get being with Cheryl and being a dad and then and then to get into uh, another relationship quite soon after then to be engaged maybe it is it's a good thing for him to say that you know actually I need some time out definitely and, and I'm a massive believer and I know everyone's different and, and I've certainly got friends that tend to like relationship hop Mm -hmm. they're very rarely single like that they go from one relationship to the other I don't say that in a bad way they just don't really spend yeah, much yeah. time single I, I sometimes think that it is good for for you to maybe step back and be single for a little while and yeah. I think you learn a lot about yourself when you're single um and before you go into another relationship I'm very much a person that I kind of heal after a relationship and mm -hmm. I'm like, right, you, you reflect that relationship, you, you kind of grieve it in a way, do you know what I mean? And then you think, right, I'm ready to, to be with someone else. Um, but like I say, everyone's completely different. But yeah, well, I just found it really refreshing for, especially such a young guy to kind of come out and say, I, I need to work on myself or, mm. yeah, just bless Good him. for him. Good, Good for, him, for him, absolutely. And oh. I'm sure he uh, won't be single for for too long the minute he feels ready to move on because no i don't i think you're right there. on the eye let's have it right <laughs> i think you're right uh well dr Rand is here so uh let's get him in and have a chat call the doctor hello lovely people hello, hello Rand. Dr. That. hello you look <laughs> fine what are you worried about i look an absolute state sorry i've just come from rehearsals and i look a mess how are you i'm good how are you yeah really good what, what have you been rehearsing uh, I'm doing a West End show. Um, oh, just just a little uh, thing. <laughs> no, no, no. I know it sounds really wanky saying that. Um, no, just a one-off little one-off little thing. Um, and yeah, I've just come from that. 
which is why I look a state. <laughs> How, how's rehearsals going for it, Range? Uh, busy, Bobby, busy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're juggling that around the day job, yeah, obviously. Yeah, juggling a few bits and pieces around. But, um, yeah, it, it felt like a good idea initially, and now I'm kind of like, why the bloody hell did I do this? What? Uh, <laughs> but it's all good. It'll be fine, it'll be fine. I'm just going to keep telling tell myself that it's going to be fine. But I believe it's a sellout, isn't it? Yes, it is. A <laughs> sellout? It's sold out. It's sold out. I believe you're a sellout. No, that's not what I meant. Yes. Um, no, yeah, it's, to- it's totally sold out. I mean, what what kind of ringing endorsement is that? That's brilliant. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's lovely. But um, now we just have to put on a decent show, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> so what's that? Well, t- tell us a bit about the show. What's happening in it? Or don't you know yet? Is that part of the problem? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, funnily, it's called Scrubs to Sparkles, uh, which, as funny as it sounds, it is quite funny. Um, it's kind of semi-autobiographical. So it's kind of uh, journeying my life from uh, working in hospitals to weirdly ending up in a theatre, singing to hundreds of people. Um, and I've managed to get a bunch of friends involved. So Jeanette Manuara is going to be singing, Robert Rinder, Faye from Steps, Jenny from The Chase, Hayley Tamadon, uh, Gethin Jones is hosting, and then um, we're all doing it for charity. It's for... Um, the Make a Difference Trust COVID Hardship Fund, so kind of giving back to the theatre community. Oh, they need it more than most, I think, don't they? Yeah, well, I mean, the the impact of COVID has been felt by so many people, but especially by the theatre community. Like, they just haven't been able to do anything, and, and many of them, whoops, haven't even had recourse to sort of funding to help. Mm. Um, and a lot of my friends are in that situation, so I feel like theatre's given us so much. Um, it's probably about time that we gave back as well. Absolutely. How did you decide what songs you was going to sing? Did you, <laughs> quite, did you just have your, your go-to classic? What's your karaoke number? I will What's survive. <laughs> <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> Funnily enough, I am what I am might be in the show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, you it joke. <laughs> it's, it's not me that's singing it though, so I'm not going to give that away. Okay. Um, no, I, I had I have certain songs that um, mean a lot to me, and certain songs that are very poignant to specific times in my life. So, um, and certain people that are associated with that. So, you know, I'm doing a duet with Jeanette at one point, obviously celebrating our strictly time together. Um, I'm doing a duet with Faye from Steps because it's Faye from Steps. To be honest, come on, like who Naturally. wouldn't do that? <laughs> I'm with because you. I get I'm, it. I'm trying to replace H. So don't tell him. <laughs> he won't be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on. I'm joking. So yeah, the, the songs were. We had a massive long list of all these songs that I like or mean something to me, and then we kind of whittled them down and thought, right, what fits in the story, um, and that's where we and that's how we're going. Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Well, it sounds fab. Um, you have obviously been highly heavily involved in. Um, everything that's been going on with COVID, working in a hospital and doing all of that work too. I noticed the other day that you're one of those people who is having to constantly bat away COVID deniers and deal with all of that kind of stuff. I mean, at the point we're at now, I don't, I, I, I hesitate to say towards the end because who knows, but like, you know, mm. things, things that feel like they may be getting a bit better. 
especially yeah. with the vaccines. How do you deal with that on a regular basis? Is it really quite soul destroying or do you just think, nah, this is just rubbish, I need to deal with it? I think it used to be quite soul destroying actually. Um, I think initially when things were quite bad um, and at the peaks of the surges and stuff, when people were outside protesting against protective measures, not protesting against uh, great big huge social injustices. They they didn't want to wear masks. They didn't want to be vaccinated. They didn't want to be in lockdown. And and I agree. I kind of agree. Lockdown was bad for everybody. Mm. Lockdowns are inherently harmful. But you've got to remember why did we do it? And I'm not saying I agree with the way the government has handled anything. I'm not a fan of this government. Um, but the reason lockdowns happened were to protect hospitals because hospitals very quickly become overrun with COVID patients. And that means that one, they can't look after the COVID patients, and two, they can't look after anything else. Um, so lockdowns were there to kind of stem that flow. And the only way we're going to get out of lockdown, and we are getting out of lockdown, is by all of those other measures. So I didn't quite get it in my head. I was like, yeah. why are you pr protesting the things that are there to protect and keep everybody safe? I, I, I get everyone's frustrated. I get people have lost out. And I get that people's mental health has been affected. I have family members whose mental health has been significantly affected, who have been financially affected by this. I know all too well directly what this means and how bad it is. But I, I don't see any other option than for us to keep trying to protect ourselves. We can't just release everything and just yeah. get out there and get on with normal life, much as we might, we might want to. But I, I kind of understand people's anger and frustration at everything that is happening to us at the moment. None of us wanted this. None of us expected this. We don't deserve this, but we are here. We are here and we have to do everything we can to make things better and get back to normal. And regardless of what your you know, stance might be in vaccinations and stuff like that, it's undeniable that vaccinations are just one of the tools that we've yeah. got to make things better. I wanna get back to normal or some sort of normal life as quickly as possible. And the only way we're going to do that is through things like vaccination. You're talking to two double vaccinated people here. We're both me and Bob are both we're double doubly vax. vaccinated. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Double jab. We're in a crowd. Double jab. DJ'd. <laughs> do you Sorry, think Bob. we're all on track for the 21st of June? I'll be perfectly honest with you, and I don't think so. I thought the 21st of June to lift all restrictions was a bit ambitious. Yeah. Um, and it, we would have been on track, let's say, had we not had the emergence of serious new variants. So with the Delta variant, which was originally identified in India, um, when that came on the scene, everyone kind of thought, hang on a second. The, the part of the rules of the, well, the kind of, uh, the, the stipulation around relaxing everything was, if things were getting better, hospital admissions and deaths are going down, the vaccination effort is going well, and we haven't got new significant variants. So we're not meeting the criteria. So I don't think, I think the 21st is too soon. That's not to say that we can't eventually relax uh, some of the restrictions a bit further, but I think the 21st might just be a bit too soon. In the meantime, get outside and enjoy some of this amazing weather that we've got if you can. That's Make amazing. the most of what we can as safely as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not in a lockdown lockdown right now. Um, but let's not pin all our hopes on the 21st, because I just get the feeling that it may just be too much too soon. And we're heading in the right direction, right? Like, Absolutely. hopefully, Definitely. the more people that get jabbed. I mean, look at Israel, for instance, where they've, where they've such a high population have had two vaccines. This is all yeah. getting a bit technical, I feel. But, but like, for it, uh, but 
now they've got they're having like 10 cases a day or something and i think you this know that's the, we will get and this this is exactly it people are using certain countries as examples and israel is a very good example they were so hot on their vaccination efforts i'm not saying that everything they did was perfect mm. but they were so hot on their vaccination efforts that they got everybody vaccinated as quickly as possible and they broke that chain mm. and what vaccines do they reduce your chances of getting COVID, okay? That's undeniable. They reduce your chances of spreading it around. We know that through looking at what's happening in the real world. But what they really do is stop you getting really sick and stop you getting into hospital and stop you dying. They significantly bring those numbers down. They're not going to do it 100%. Nothing does it 100%. But they make a big dent in that. And that's what we needed. To break lockdown, we need to stop people ending up really sick and really, really you know, poorly in hospital and, and yeah. sadly dying from this. And that's why we need to we need to use this tool that we've we've got right now. Definitely. And like you say, when you look a few months ago when, when those people bless their patients being treated in car parks at hospitals yeah. compared to where we are now, there's definitely, thankfully, a light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? And the way the vaccines are, are, are going, like the numbers definitely are dropping. And I just feel yeah. like whether it's the 21st or not, we just we just all hold hey. on in there. We, we, sure, we're through the worst of it now, aren't we? Yeah, that's definitely what it feels like to me. It feels like we are through the worst of it. We are probably going to get a bit of a third wave, but, um, I mean, the hope is that it's not going to be anything like previous waves that we've had because we've got so much other stuff to help us now. And obviously vaccination will be the big thing. And one thing that's really, really reassuring is... Um, Obviously, they're opening up vac vaccinations to younger and younger people. Now, people over the age of 25 are able to be vaccinated. And young people are going forward in their mm. droves to get it done because they, they, you know what, they get it. They see mm. the facts. They understand why it's beneficial. They're really good at critically thinking and looking at the evidence. And you know what, they're making the right decision. 100%. Um, on a slightly night note, before, before you leave <laughs> us, it's Pride Month. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> How will you be celebrating? What are you doing? Are you oh, exciting? I don't know. More work. More work. <laughs> well, um, obviously, I've got I've got the show on the fifteenth, so I need to get that out of the way, uh, and that's at the Garrick in London. Then it's my birthday towards the end of the month, so I'm kind of, you know, I was born during Pride Month. I mean, it was kind of a given that I was going to be. A... <laughs> yeah, got it. <laughs> I was going to be flaming. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, it very much depends on what's happening in the world, but I, I'd love to be able to get to some Pride celebrations this year. I'd love to be able to do that because that I really miss Like Bobby and I have been on Prides together and we've had such a good time, um, especially London Pride. You know, the I, best I really, day, isn't it? I miss that atmosphere so much. It's just it's just a joy to be a part of. And I'd love to do a bit more of that. Definitely. I really hope that London goes ahead. It's because it has been pushed back to September, isn't it? So fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I'm, see. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. This is supposed to be the first Pride that I'm marching in this year. So I want to get involved as Yay! well. So, um, you know, I'll be there in my rowing onesie looking like a right number. I love it. We'll make up for missing last year. Yeah. We've, exactly. we've got to do it double twice as nice. We've got to really go out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. Um, well, Ranch, thanks so much for speaking to us um, as ever, and best of luck with the show. It sounds like it's going to be a hoot. Sadly, we Thank can't go because it's sold out. <laughs> oh. Thank you Good so luck. much. Thank you, Ranch. Stay you. safe, babe. You Bye. too. Bye bye. See ya. Oh.
such a nice guy. I mean, I I I really want to try and sneak onto this ITV bus if uh, <laughs> I could just imagine the PR work. seeing me turn up onto the ITV bus. No, no, no. Oh, do you know, what? even just talking about it, just I, know, I, just, yeah. I just can't. What I, honestly, I really hope that we do all get to have this amazing day in London because it, it's such an important celebration. 100%. It's actually making me feel a bit like, oh God, it's like the one thing. Because I feel like in September, I've got, I'm, I'm supposed to, I've got so much book for September. So I really hope that like, with some kind of normal by then, I'll be devastated if we so. can't. Um, and even if we we push back a few weeks, even if they push back a month, short September, we've still got half a chance there. <laughs> please, please. I'm holding on to that. <laughs> Subject like... to any holiday for the year, just for our pride. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Will I'm... you go away this year, Steve, talking of holidays? What's your thoughts on it? Well, I don't think so. Having watched all those people in Portugal oh, crowding into the airport because they've had three or four days to make a decision. Trying I to get home by 4am. I just kind of feel like it's just not worth it. Don't you think? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I know what you mean. Like, I, I would love, like, I'm sure most people would love oh a God. holiday. 100%. But there is that. And I think what we have learned from this traffic light system and the green list in particular is that what does it really mean? Because it was only two weeks ago that Portugal was put on a green list and mm. we was told you're fine to go and I just feel like the amount of people that ended up going out there blessing because there wasn't many options on the list and then fighting to try and get back to, to beat this 4am deadline on Tuesday that's just gone mm. I kind of think if that's how quick things can change it's scary, isn't it? Because you could be one day into your holiday and then yeah. what, if you get that heads up right, you've got to be home in two days by 4am or whatever random time they come up with. I don't, what, why 4am as well? What's that about? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, it's um, like, I, I, I do feel sorry for those people that have done it, but it makes me also realise that I just wouldn't be prepared to take the risk no. at the moment. And I think it, to be fair, I think the, the government did always say that things can change, like nothing's guaranteed, didn't they? So they kind of, yeah. they kind of did their little disclaimer, like you get at the top of tower. <laughs> they did yeah, their yeah, little, yeah. Like, right, we, we can change our mind at any time. So, like, I, I, I'm happy to even, I say I'm happy to have a staycation. I don't think there's a single hotel in the UK <laughs> or a bit of B&B. There ain't anything I don't think left. But, I think um, a tent. If you get a tent in a field somewhere, Bob, you might be lucky. We might be all right. Fingers <laughs> crossed. I'll have to get down to Alfred's and buy a tent. <laughs> That's even if there's any tents left in Alfred's. I mean, Christ. Yeah, I, I bet that. they're probably all sold out. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, I'm happy. A, a day at Pride. That can be my holiday. Oh, I'm with you. I am with you. We will make something work. Um, right. We've well, we got your. We've got your interview. We've got your interview. Ashley. First. So. Uh, so. Tell us a bit about what what, what he's going to talk about. Do you remember? <laughs> so yeah, we had a lovely little chat. Like I say, it was the day or yeah, the day before. I think that they had the the BAFTAs blessed. So just talking all about well. Yuli, hear it all for yourself. Great chat, lovely man, and uh, really nice to catch up with him. So this is me talking to Ashley Banjo from Diversity Fame. Bobby. Right, Ash, how are you doing, mate? I'm, doing. I'm good, how are you? Really good, thank you, really good. Thank you for joining me. So I am. I know you're a busy man. Yeah, good. I'm here, I'm here for you, Bobby. Here's the chat. <laughs> oh, bless you. How have you found parenthood in, in the lockdown? in the lockdowns that can't have been easy 
Jeez, I mean, it's been like, it's been crazy, man. Like, I feel like the pandemic's crazy enough as it is, you know what I mean? Everyone being locked in, work out where you go in the world. Um, but then obviously I had, I had a one-year-old when it started and then Micah, my son was born <clears throat> literally a few weeks into lockdown. So it's been, um, it's been a bit of a mind melt. I can't, <laughs> I can't lie, but loving it. I feel like the, just recently, you know, this past, this past few days, I feel like the weather's been banging and I see people in restaurants and my little ones are running about outside and I'm thinking, you know what? I'll just get this little like excited wave of like, are we going to get back to like normal? Do you know what I mean? Is it, is it, is it, is it on the way? There is definitely that vibe in the air. I completely agree. Mm. I'm really, I'm fingers, toes, I'm everything crossed, Ash. It, it's got to, it's got to be now, I think restrictions are lifting and it's just and the sun always makes people happier but there's just a positive vibe i think in you which yeah, is lovely ash tell me all about this thing you've collabed and you're working alongside ebay with yeah uh, so it's called um it's called ebay for change uh, and basically it's like a really simple concept what ebay have done is um they've got 50 like small businesses social enterprises together place called ebay for change and basically you know that when you shop with them, the money you spend and the products you buy go towards doing something positive in like a, a disadvantaged community or, you know, helping people in need. And I feel like in the lockdown, I sort of just really become more aware of like, I don't know, like, you know, our platforms and what we use them for and like our actions and just trying to be more positive in the world. So obviously, and look, at the end of the day, if we're honest as well, as much as people want to be positive, right? Like me, it's all like you as well, Bobby, right? People lead busy lives. So you can't always be putting loads of time into always looking and researching into what's right, what's the... So what I love about eBay for Change is that it's simple. Like you go on and you're like, right, wherever I'm shopping in here, I know that wherever I purchase is going towards something good. So for example, there's, um, what are they called? Uh, there's a company called Stand for Socks, that's it. And you buy your socks from them, every pair of socks you buy, they give, they give socks to a homeless person who's got no shoes on their feet. So, I love that. You, just, you know what I mean? It's just really nice and it's just really easy stuff. The quality of the products are great. You're not compromising on that. So, yeah, I'm just really behind at the moment. Anything that's putting out positive vibes into the world. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God, what a lovely thing. That sounds incredible. Yeah. And there's loads of companies like that, mate. Honestly, it's not just that. It's like furniture stuff, there's beauty stuff, there's clothing stuff, all different types of bits and pieces. And it's all, um, yeah, whenever you buy, it all goes towards making a positive impact in the world. So definitely go check it out. Yeah, definitely go check that out, guys. Ash, obviously, I can't not ask you, you're now BAFTA nominated. Can you believe from yeah. your dance on BGT, which received such backlash from like 20-odd thousand people, Mm. As in now, it's almost gone full circle and been back yeah. and nominated. I'm so praying that you guys win it. Oh, thanks, man. Me too. Like, could you imagine, like, from from all that craziness, you know, we were front page news for about a month, and then imagine going to, you know, to winning a BAFTA. You know, all those people that thirty odd thousand people that took the time to go and complain, and everyone that sort of was hitting us with all of that negative rubbish and racism on Twitter. Just imagine it just winning a BAFTA at the end of that. I mean, being nominated is enough. Like, even if it doesn't win, you know, I'm fine with that. But to win would just be like, oh, man, I'm praying. Do you know what I mean? Keep it all crossed for us, Bobby. Everything's crossed. Ash, why do you think it sparked such a reaction? But it's uncomfortable, isn't it? It's, uh, it's home truths. And I feel like when people are sitting down watching TV, they're, they're just thinking, oh, you know, just... 
it's easy to just ignore some of the things that are happening in the world. And I think that was a lot of people's problem with it. It was some people, it wasn't what they wanted to hear and other people, it just wasn't when they wanted to hear it. So, you know, the, the problem is that that's not how racism works. Like, I wish that if you, I wish that people who receive it on a daily basis could turn it off, but they can't. Yeah, <laughs> but they can't. I've already post watershed. Yeah, <laughs> do you know, do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> no, I, uh, I was actually in shock because it, it's like an old school thing now. You don't think of people completely, like, it, it was just a really weird concept that someone could have, you, you could tell the positivity and the intention that had gone into it was a, a yeah. proper message to get across. Mm. And it's just like old school and people used to write letters and complain about things. You know, actually yeah. the factual complaining proves that had to happen. Yeah, exactly. You sort of go, the fact that that routine offended you that much, it, it sort of is, it's, like you said, it's sort of proof that we've got a long way to go. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone, like people, everyone who complains has got like racism issues. It just means that like, people just need to be way more open-minded about having the conversation and you know what I feel like it's you can't you can't even just focus on the people that complain because they're they are like outweighed massively by the people that supported it so like honestly like I, I, it makes me feel positive and I'm just um yeah super proud of it and super thankful for all the support from everyone. Has that made you and the group want to do more more dances and things like that moving forward? Yeah I just feel like it would be like definitely not to force it. I feel like to be like, oh great, yeah, this this calls the reactor. We're gonna do that. Absolutely not. But if the if the moment's ever right for it, and it feels like there's something that I can talk about in my platform for, I I definitely will. Yeah, absolutely. And is it true that you got a call for Mary and Megan about it? <laughs> yeah, buddies now, Bobby. Don't you know? Buddies. Oh, so how they, does that happen? Uh, sitting in my garden. <laughs> Literally, I was just sitting in my garden and um, my phone rang and I picked up the phone and it's Harry and Megan. And we just had a really long chat, spoke it through. We had loads of like, loads of common ground, things that we could just both relate on. And um, yeah, I, you know, at the time, the conversation was um, really needed. Like it was just one of many conversations I had that was like, got me through that sort of like, really deep, like dark period. Because if you feel like, every, like you feel like when you're on socials that like so many people are at you, so every single message of positivity where people were supporting went made the difference between me thinking that the whole country was against diversity to thinking that there was a majority of support. That that was basically down to the phone calls and the messages and the comments from the people that were there. So forever grateful for them. Could you see yourselves working together on something in the future, Ash? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that there's. I think the paths might cross at some point. I'm not sure how. There's been a couple of conversations, but. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that our paths cross. That's all I'm going to say. Keep it under wraps, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know knows afterwards you could give him a one-on-one -on -one dance lesson. Do you know what? I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that Harry can bust a move. So maybe, oh, maybe, maybe it was even me. You, know, uh, you just know he's a party boy. You know, he, you know he can get down. You, you know, know he's, like, he's the one at a party, yeah, that can absolutely, yeah, have it. So what have you got planned for the, for the rest of the year? You're a busy boy. You'll be going back to dancing on ice. Yep, yep, going back. We've got um tour next spring. Amazing. Uh, which I'm really excited about. 80 shows in a row. Um, I've got a new game show coming out on ITV, which we flourish. Shut up, have you? Tell us about that. It's called The Void. It's like um it's basically from the um from the creators of the cube. 
Okay. So it's almost like imagine like Cube and Ninja Warrior sort of smashed together, and then they put they've got like a tank of like half a million liters of water, and you have to complete the games above it. And if you don't complete them, you fall in. That's wicked. I love it already. Have you started shooting for that? Yeah, we finished. Done it. Oh, amazing! And when will we be seeing that on the screen? Should be should be in the next should be in the next like eight weeks. I'd say eight eight to twelve weeks. Um, but I'll tell you what else I did, Bobby. I, 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 uh, me and Diversity Diversity, we uh, done a film. So basically, we were we worked with a company called Grenade, sports nutrition brand. They're amazing. And um, they basically supported us. And we um, we made a film. So I directed a short dance movie, which is going to be coming out soon. And how did you find being that side of the camera? Did you quite like a directing role? Yeah, I love it. So I, I, I do it all the time, like whether it be through like creating the tours or putting together routines. <clears throat> It, it always goes much deeper than just choreography, but it was nice to be able to like take take that role and go right. I'm going to create something different here, some some sort of like something that is really different for us, um, and it's definitely something I'm going to do more of. So yeah, that'll be out on like all over like socials and our YouTube soon as well. So look out for that. And what will that film be about, Ash? It's called The Recovery, and um, it's like a it's got like. Um, superhero-y kind of vibes it's about like diversity play like a little unit of soldiers and we have to sort of like retrieve this object so it's it's this really cool um really crazy i'm talking we've got planes tanks helicopters gunfire explosions it's like a proper little action film i've got to say it sounds wicked my eyes peeled for that and what about bgt obviously you sat in for simon when he done his back yeah, when yeah. That eventually comes back. Would you like to see yourself with a, a permanent share on the the judging panel? Yeah, of course. I'd love to be back on the show. It's amazing. It just feels so full circle. Do you know what I mean? Like um, coming from that show like 12, 13 years ago, um, winning and then being back as a judge in Simon's chair was a moment. You know, looking up and seeing like my name with the X, it was like this is this is mad. So um, yeah, I'd love to go back. Obviously, want which I mean, Simon, he's better. I mean, obviously, he's going to want to go back to the show. But if he ever decides to put his feet up, I'm his man, Bobby. Yeah, you'll, you'll take the chair. You'll take the chair. And when it comes to dance and ice, is that a, a gig you still love doing, Ash? Yeah, of course, it's fun. Does it? Dancing on us for me, like, I always feel bad because it's an easy job, right? I'm looking at these people, have like all the celebs having to skate and learn and go through falling over all the hard work. I just, I'm, I'm just sitting there judging. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I love the away. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're made for that. You're made for that. Oh, Ash, thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you, Bobby. Legend, talk man. to you all day. Thank you so much. Keep us posted. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on your socials for the film and for everything. Yeah, look out for it. Will do. Take care, right, Ash. Stay safe. Bye, Bobby. Bye, mate. Oh, that sounds like a great chat. And, um, and uh, what a nice guy. So nice. And congratulations to him and all of the diversity boys for, for their BAFTA win after something that caused so much, well... A shit, well, it was a shitstorm, wasn't it? All these it, people it really complaining was, about, like about the, it. The, the number of complaints that had gone to Ofcom and stuff. So to actually to win a BAFTA kind of went full circle with that 100%. performance, I think. Yeah. Um, well, great, great, great to, to hear you both chatting. What, what have you got coming up? In the next week, any exciting? Yes, I've got a couple of little lunches. Lovely. I've got a friend's birthday. Um, 
I've got a little secret project work-wise coming up this week. So okay. busy boy, busy boy, but that's how I like it, babe. How about you? Well, I mean, that sounds that sounds good. Um, I uh, I'm, I should be rowing this weekend, providing it's not too windy. I'm going to go see some friends uh, after work in the week. Just kind of normality, normality, yeah. normal. Oh, things. rowing will be nice this weekend in 26, 27. That'll be lovely. Yeah, get really a lovely nice. tan on that water. I don't get tans, Bob. I just oh, yeah, get lobster red. <laughs> I might, I might sit on the back of your boat and just try and catch a few. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to see you try when we're all like. <laughs> I'll just be laying there soaking up the rays. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it, it is nice, and I'm hoping actually next week I might be doing an evening row, which would be a nice, oh, nice. Uh, a nice change. Um, just waiting to see if we can get enough people signed up. So yeah, I mean, it's just all, all. Uh, Systems go, I guess you could say. Positive vibes all round, babe. Positive vibes, which is definitely not my vibe, but I'm trying to live it. I'm trying to live the positive vibes. Um, oh, the sun definitely helps. The sun helps. It definitely does. Um, well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, until next week, goodbye. Bye, guys. Stay safe.